And I just want to start out by saying God is faithful. In Deuteronomy 7 it says, Know therefore that the Lord your God, He is God. He is the faithful God. And He keeps covenant and mercy with them that love Him. And keep His commandments to a thousand generations. That's a long time. Lamentations said this, This I recall to my mind. So this is something that we need to remind ourselves of. Therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Aren't you glad that His mercy is hovering over your life? What about the rest of you? (laughs) Because His compassions, they never fail. They are new every morning. When you woke up this morning, they're new every morning. And then he said, great is thy faithfulness. You know, one thing you could sing when you wake up in the morning is that song, great is thy faithfulness. I love the lyrics. It says, great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. You do not change your compassions. They do not fail. As thou hast been, thou shall ever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness unto me. And so his faithfulness is great in your life. The word great means he's abounding, that he's flourishing, that he's ever increasing in his faithfulness to his sons and to his daughters. We can rejoice this morning because God is faithful and we have been called unto the fellowship of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you want to find out what it means to be faithful, you need to look at him. You need to look at God. Now, a definition of faithfulness simply means to be steady. It means to be reliable. It means to be trustworthy. It also means to be dependable. Is he not completely trustworthy? Is he not totally dependable? He is utterly reliable and he is worth all of your trust. And God has placed faithfulness in your heart. A lot of people don't realize that. When the scripture talks about the fruit of the Spirit, let's just look at it just for a moment in Galatians chapter 5, I believe it is. It says, But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which His presence within us accomplishes, is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, and read the rest one with me, faithfulness. So faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. It is a fruit of the recreated human spirit. It's on the inside of you. It must not be ignored. It must be acknowledged. And it must be developed throughout the course of your walk with God. Amen. So understand this, that God has given you the ability to be faithful. He's given you the ability to be faithful. You can do it. Now, one way that we know how to do that is by looking at him as our example. So we need to ask ourselves, what is it about him that makes him faithful? Well, one thing for sure, he's always there. He's always there. He's never going to leave you. 
He's never going to forsake you. He's never going to turn his back on you. Nothing is going to ever separate you from his love that he has towards you. He doesn't ever have an attitude. Oh, I'm so tired of that person. Oh, brother, they've failed again. They missed it again. No, he's right there with his everlasting arms to catch you and to lift you up and put you back on your feet. He loves you. He's for you. He's on your side. He will never leave you. He will never quit you. He will never leave you without support. He's upholding your life by the word of his power. I'm telling you, my God is faithful. He is there. And he's there in the test. And we all face tests. We all face trials. Perhaps some of you are going through some very severe tests this morning. I just want you to know that he's right there in the test to give you peace and to give you a glorious rest. You see, in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13, it says, There's no temptation taking us, but such as is common to man. But notice with me, it says, But God. But God. Don't forget God. In the middle of the test, never factor Him out. Never turn your back on Him. Never look away from Him. He's your answer in the test. He's your wisdom in the test. He's your strength in the test. He's your grace in the test. He's your way out in the test. I'm telling you what, He is a way maker and He can turn your test into a testimony. It'll make the devil mad, but it'll make you glad and it'll make Jesus glad and all the heaven will rejoice when you pass the test. Hallelujah! I wish I could get a little help up in here. The Amplified says this, He will with the temptation always provide the way out, the means of escape to a landing place. Oh, it's good to land when you travel. You know, you ever been on a jet before and it gets a little bumpy? Have you noticed when it starts getting bumpy, all sorts of imaginations come to your head? That's why you got to cast them down. But thank God He brought you to a safe landing place. Can anybody testify? You've been through some bumpy times. You've been through some stormy times. But God has always provided a way out. God has always brought you to a safe landing place. Woo! Glory to God. And if you're bumping now and if you're storming now, I prophesy over you, your landing place is just around the corner. So don't give up on God. He'll never give up on you. Don't turn your back on Him. Don't go to bed and pull the covers over your head. No, lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Shout, great is His faithfulness. Great is His mercy. They are new every morning. Woo! Glory to God. He's with you. He's there in the valley of testing. The psalmist said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to be afraid. I refuse to be afraid. I turn fear out of doors. I will not fear, for He is with me. Your shepherd is with you. And his rod and his staff will bring comfort and rest to you right in the middle of your test. 
Isaiah 41 tells us, and in the Amplified in verse 10, he says, fear not, there's nothing to fear. Do you know when you don't yield to fear, it just makes the devil nervous. I like to make the devil nervous. How about you? I mean, it. when you refuse to be intimidated, it's a sign, it's a token, it's proof that his, shirt, his destruction is at hand. There's nothing to fear. He said, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm there. Don't look around and tear and be dismayed. I am your God. Oh, hallelujah. Can somebody say, I will harden you to difficulties. I will strengthen you. Amen. I will harden you to difficulties. Amen. And I will help you. And I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. He's there to listen to you. He's there to talk to you. He's there to give you wisdom and encouragement. Sometimes even words of correction. Our Father is always there. So how then can we follow His example of faithfulness in being there? We need to be there for our family. As parents, we need to be there for our children. We need to be there every day of their lives. How else can we be faithful? We need to be there to our mate. We need to be there for our wives. We need to be there for our husbands. We need to be there for our friends. We need to be there for our church. I just heard the organ on that one. Thank you, Lord. I said, oh, we need to be there for our church. Bringing our supply. Uh-huh. Serving the Lord. Uh-huh. Laying aside the flesh. Uh-huh. Be there, be there, be there, be there, be there. For our church. Amen. Uh-huh. That's the way, the way I like it. I like it. I like it when God's people are there. I like it when God's people are serving. I like it when God's people are tithing. I like it when God's people are getting blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Blessed coming in and blessed coming out. I like it. God likes it. How many of you like it? How many of you love it? Shout to the Lord today. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. I like it. I love my mate. I love my family. I love my church. I love you. I love God. I love the move of God. I love His people. I love the glory of God. I'm going to be faithful all the days of my life. Brendan and I have decided we're going to be there. We're going to show up on a sunny day. We're going to show up on a rainy day. We're going to show up when we don't feel like it. We're going to show up because God has showed up for us. Amen. PT's getting tuned up down there. I can feel it. Glory to God. Woo! Glory to God. He's always there. We need to be there. Another way that we see His faithfulness, He cannot lie. He's faithful and true. 
God's not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? He said, I am the Lord, and I do not change. Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's neither shadow of turning with him. He changes not. And he watches over his promises in your life to perform them. So we can follow His example by being a doer of His Word. But how many of you know we need to be doers of our Word? We need to be integral where our Word is concerned. And God will check you on that. So don't flippantly go around saying you're going to do things that you're not going to do. I've had to repent of that. Sometimes you just need to shut your mouth. Because your words will find you out. Some says, preacher, that happened to you? Oh, yeah. And I know it's happened to you at least twice as much. He's not a man that he should lie. Let's be men. Let's be women of our word. Number three, aren't you glad that he's always the same? He doesn't change. He's steady. He's consistent. He's stable. So if we're going to walk in this fruit of faithfulness, we also must be steady. We must be consistent. I want to encourage you this morning. Don't ever change your commitment to seek first His kingdom. Don't ever change your commitment to make His word final authority in your life. Don't ever change your commitment. Once you say you're going to serve, show up and serve. Be stable. Be consistent. And I tell you what, the hand of the Lord will come upon you. And the goodness of God will surround you. And the anointing of the Holy Spirit will fill you. As you are committed to Christ. And as you do everything that He's placed in your heart to do. You know what? He's going to help you do it. Not only will He help you do it, but He will strengthen you while you're doing it. If you purpose in your heart to be a blessing, He will help you to be a blessing. And there are great benefits for being faithful, which we're going to look at at the end of this message. So number one, say it with me. He's always there. I'm always there. Number two, He cannot lie. I'm not a liar. Number three, He never changes. And I will never change. See, here's what God is looking for. He's looking for sons and daughters who will be faithful in the little things. In Luke chapter 16 and verse 10, it says, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in that which is much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. See, how we handle what God has given to us, no matter how small, or how large determines whether we'll be given more. If he's going to add to your life, we must be faithful right here, right now, with we, what he's given us, even though it may seem small, even though it may seem insignificant. There is no assignment that's small in the eyes of God. There is no 
gifting that God has placed in you that's insignificant. You are the body of Christ. And every member in the body of Christ is needed in this day and in this hour. I just heard that organ again. See, folks, the size of it is not the issue. Why? Because God's not looking at the size of it. He's looking at your heart. What he's doing is he's looking for people that will take any assignment that he gives them, take it seriously and value it and be faithful. And he distributes assignments and he distributes abilities to every one of you. Somebody says he has. Yeah, you got it. You got it. I mean, you got it. You've got him. And if you've got him, you've got everything that is in him. And one of the greatest blessings of having him in you, the hope of glory, is he's going to direct your steps. He's going to lead you into the right paths. He's going to show you things to come. He's going to show you what you are here on planet earth for. Folks, we are not here just coasting through life till the rapture happens. Oh, I know it. We're not just coasters. Amen. God's placed in you eternity. He's placed in you assignments. Amen. What are you waiting on? Well, I'm waiting for the pastor to give me something to do. Don't wait for me to give you something to do. Know what you're supposed to do and do it with all of your might. And you could meddle there, but I refuse to meddle this morning. This is a powerful message. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability, and straightway he took his journey. One translation says, to each one as much as he could handle according to their ability. So he hands out these assignments according to what he knows we can handle. He gave the guy five, right? He knew he could handle it. He gave the guy two. He knew he could handle it. He gave the guy one. He knew he could handle it. So God gives us all abilities and opportunities to be faithful and to produce fruit. He's given every one of us that. Now, we're not going to look at all of the scriptures because there's several of them. But you'll notice the five went out and he doubled it. He stewarded it. He was faithful with it. So that when the master came back, he was able to have an increase. Amen? Now, the guy that had two, he doubled it. He did the same thing. But I want you to notice in this verse that we're about to share, each one, the guy with the five and the guy with the two, each one have experienced the exact commendation. See, it's not the size that counts. It's what we do with the opportunities that we've been given. Notice with me in verse 27, here's what he said. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, 
And I'm going to make you ruler over many things. And then he said, enter into the joy of the Lord. Exact commendation, same faithfulness. How many of you know today that faithfulness matters? The guy with the two was as faithful as the guy with the five. Amen. He doesn't reward quantity. He rewards faithfulness. And so it's vital to ask ourselves, what are we doing with what he's given us? Without exception, every one of you, I'll guarantee you, you may not think it today, but I will guarantee you that every one of you, you want to hear, well done. How many say, Pastor Mark, I want to hear, well done. Well, I guess that's not all of you. I guess you might hear undone. Or you might hear, well. No, seriously, I'm asking for your response in this. How many of you in this auditorium today want to hear, well done? Ah, there we go. Without exception, you're going to want to hear well done. And it's not reasonable we're going to hear that if we've not been faithful. Now here's the good news. If you've not been faithful up to this point, you've got some time to change it. Because we ain't out of here yet. Now ain't going to be long before we out. Amen? Look at your name and say, we out. And we out very soon. Because soon and very soon, the king is coming. You may be driving down the road. You may be on a treadmill. You may be walking down the street. And all of a sudden, the trumpet's going to sound. Woo! Glory to God. And he's going to descend from heaven. And he's going to cause his church to be taken out of here. So bye-bye, bye world, we out. But before we out, some of you need to get in. Amen. Get in. Get involved. Get in. Get in where you fit in. Hey. Somebody say, get in where you fit in. Good news, we're not there yet. So it really is important for all of us, including Pastor Mark, including Pastor Brenda, for all of us to examine ourselves. Are we doing the things that God has placed into our hearts? And friends, it's not too late. Adjustments can be made because God is so good. Now, the one guy that had one... He got afraid. He let fear rob him of entering in to what the five did and what the two did. He let fear stop him. Never let fear stop you from serving God. Now, one reason I've discovered that many people don't serve God is because they feel inadequate. Inadequacies. Oh, God would never use me. I mean, I've been such a, such a scoundrel. I've been such a rascal. Well, we all have. Amen? But in spite of where we've been, it's not where we've been, it's where we're going. Yeah. 
and it's where God wants to take us. So don't let fear rob you of the blessing of being a blessing. Notice with me in verse 24. Then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I know that thou art a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid my talent in the earth. And lo, there thou hast is thine. And so this man responded to his responsibilities in fear and did not act on what God had put in him. Let me tell you, fear will keep you from being faithful. Fear will keep you from doing the will of God. In verse, it gets better now, just relax. In verse 26 and verse 27, his Lord answered and said, Thou wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I don't sow, where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. You ought to have therefore to put thy money to the exchangers, and at thy, my coming I should have received my money with increase. Understand this, dear ones. He expects a return on what he's deposited on the inside of you. I'm going to say it again. He expects a return on what he's deposited in you. Verse 28 and 29. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which has ten. That doesn't sound like socialism to me. Does it to you? No. The guy with ten was faithful. He was positioned and he was qualified for more. And as you are faithful, you are positioned and you are qualified for mucho, mucho más. Much, much more. For unto everyone that hath shall be given and he shall have abundance. But from him that has not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Now last night as I was meditating on this, the Lord gave me four R's to summarize this message. Four R's. Let me give them to you really quickly. The four R's are recognize. The second R is respect. The third R is respond. And the fourth R is reap. Everyone say recognize. Recognize. Respect. Respect. Respond. Respond. And then reap. And here's how I believe the Spirit of God gave it to me. If you recognize what God has given you, and you respect it by valuing it, and respond by being faithful, you will reap. Should I say that again? If you recognize what God has given you, and you respect that by valuing it, cultivating it, stewarding it, and respond, say it with me, I'm a first responder. And respond by being faithful, you will reap. And here's what I believe the Lord is saying. You will reap an abundance of joy. Not only in this side of heaven, but when you get to heaven. You will reap an abundance of joy. You will reap an abundance of anointing. Presence. And you will reap an abundance of blessing. Now, these last two things that I'm going to share, and we're doing really good. By the way, it's only 1117. That's, that's what you get when you're a preacher, sometimes a headliner. 
rather than going into the women's translation, the Amplified. Uh Uh-oh, I just lost you. (laughs) Rewind. Benefits. Everyone say benefits. There are benefits of being faithful. And you recognize, you respect, you respond, you will reap the benefits. How many of you want to reap? Say with me, I'm part of that reaping generation. This is my receiving day. Let's look at two things real quickly. Psalm 31 and verse 23. You want to be faithful. You want to be that way. Because there's great benefits for the faithful. Psalm 31, 23. Let's read it together. Ready, read. O love the Lord, all ye His saints. For the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewards the proud doer. What I want to accentuate here is the Lord preserves the loyal. The Lord preserves the faithful. Young's literal translation says this, Love Jehovah, all ye His saints. How many of you love Him? Amen. If you love Him, then you will do what He tells you to do. Love the Lord, all ye His saints. Jehovah is keeping the faithful. I like that. So we're being preserved because we're loyal. And there we're being kept by Jehovah. I like that. I want to be kept. How about you? I want to be able to finish my course with joy. I want to be able to finish my course with strength and great grace. But in order for that to happen in my life, I've got to remain faithful. Brenda, I've been faithful in full-time ministry for over 45 years. And that's wonderful and that's great. But we still must qualify. Just because we were faithful last year, it's a good thing. But we must be faithful every day of our lives. And if that's good for the preacher, that ought to be good for you. I want to be kept. Kept. Preserved. And protected. Amen? Amen? And then, we should be on a quest to find out more about this. Not out of fear, but out of honor and love for Him. Last scripture, Proverbs 28.20. Proverbs 28.20. Hallelujah. Let's take a praise break. Come on, let's take a little praise break. Let's take a little laugh break. Ha, ha, ha. (coughs) Glory to God. Amen. Remember that old song by MC Hammer? Can't touch this? Well, that's what happens when you're faithful. (coughs) The wicked one can't touch me. Amen. Oh, he's going to try to touch you. But when the Lord be on your side, when he's for you and not against you, he cannot touch you. He can't touch your babies. He can't touch your family. He can't touch this nation in Jesus' name. Look at your neighbor and say, can't touch me. Come on, praise him a little bit more. 
How many know we got to stir ourselves up sometimes? Come on now. Got to stir ourselves up sometimes. Whoa, boy. The preacher gets up and announces he's going to preach on faithfulness. And the crowd goes, But then the preacher gets anointed. And faithfulness doesn't look so bad. It looks really good. I think we ought to praise him. I think we ought to give him glory today. That he loves us so much that he's reminding us of one of the most and rarest things in the Bible. Faithfulness is rare. You start living for him and walking in faithfulness, the air gets very rare up here. But you can handle it. I said you can handle it. Because you'll discover that each step you take, each mountain you climb, the air may get rare, but you are one of the rare ones. I said, you're one of the rare ones. And you'll be able to breathe. And another blessing too, when you get to the top of the mountain, whoo, that view. That view. See, it's about God taking you from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory until one day we're in glory. Faithfulness is rare, but I'm looking at a congregation I firmly believe that is one of the rare churches in the Bay Area. Thought I'd get a better amen to that. <laughs> like Mara Marilla used to do when he'd come and preach. The microphone was here. He always did a stand-up mic. He'd stand to the side and say, Amen, Mario, preach it. <laughs> Proverbs twenty-eight twenty. In the NIV says, A faithful person will be richly blessed. Not just blessed, but richly blessed. Abundantly, amply, and magnificently shall a faithful person be, shall be blessed. Now, how many of you know that the blessing part is his part? But the faithfulness part is our part. A lot of people want to be richly and magnificently blessed. But they're not faithful. So they don't qualify. Now don't misunderstand me. We're all blessed. But there's greater blessed. There's more blessed. Did you hear that? I said there's greater blessed. And there's more blessed. Available to the faithful. Proverbs 28.20 now. In the King James Version. I want you to read it with me. Proverbs 28.20. Ready? Read. A faithful man shall abound with blessing. Let's stop right there. Read it two more times. A faithful man. One more time. A faithful man shall abound. You see a person that's blessed? You know they got their things together. You know they've been faithful. 
So don't despise the blessing on other people's lives. Rejoice in the blessing on other people's lives. And follow their example of not only faith and patience, but follow their example of faithfulness. The men and women of God that I know that stand, if you will, on the cutting edge of what we're all about are extremely blessed. They're extremely blessed. And you know why? They're extremely faithful. Someone says, well, I'm not into extremes. You better get into extremes. Now notice this. A faithful man shall abound with what? Now the word abound means flourish. Everyone say flourish. So it says here, a faithful man shall flourish. You know, flourishing is the opposite of withering. Flourishing means being fruitful. Withering means being fruitless. God has ordained you and I that we should go forth and bring forth what? Fruit. Abundance of fruit. So a faithful man shall abound. A faithful man shall increase. A faithful man shall flourish. That's one of the definitions of abound. Everyone say flourish. flourish. I want to close with this thought. And this should make you happy as you go your way today. This should make you real happy. When you're faithful, you can expect. I said when you are faithful, you can expect to flourish. And what does the word flourish mean? You can expect to thrive. You can expect to increase. You can expect to enlarge. Everyone go like this. Enlarge. Don't hit your neighbor. You can expect to grow. How many of you want to grow? How many of you want to grow spiritually? You want your family to grow. You want your church to grow. You'll grow. Expect to prosper. Expect to abound. I love this one. Expect to spread out. Expect to expand. Expect to make steady progress. And I love this. Expect to be at a high point in life. To qualify for such blessings, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you make a fresh commitment in your heart today to be faithful, to be loyal to all that the Lord would say in your heart to do in the name of Jesus. Put your hand over your heart as Pastor Tom comes. Put your hand over your heart and say, I purpose in my heart to steward the abilities that God has given me. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll recognize them. I will respect them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will respond to them. And as a result, I'm going to reap. Kingdom culture. A lifestyle of seeking first the kingdom of God.